Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In today's how-to episode, me and Dr. Michelle Kirby are going to have a long discussion about an exercise that I have done for more than 35 years that we're calling today the Life Verse Purpose Statement. It started off as a career exercise for me in my master's program that I just grabbed and was able to use to help organizations and teams figure out in a quick little exercise their mission statement. And it was always designed to be surrendered to the Lord so that the organizations and teams could find out what does God want me to do? What has he created this organization to do together? And and so the exercise that we're doing is something that is very familiar to me and has worked to focus people and organizations very quickly. And I want to welcome Dr. Michelle Kirby, our Spirit Life Workshop presenter, team member, and also Spirit Life Circle mentor and dear, dear friend of mine to the conversation. So Michelle, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. This is going to be exciting and I'm really excited what the Lord is doing with this and how it's going to bless the body of Christ and and others that are still seeking something. Yeah. So share the story, if you will, Michelle, of how you sort of reminded me about this process in the first place. Well, after our Spirit Life workshop in Ohio in May of this year, 2023, we were driving along on the route back to the airport, actually. And I thought of that term that people often refer to as the elevator speech. And my heart had been really uh, dealing with this, uh, how do you reach someone in a moment or in those short moments and not babble over it. And so in the car, without telling you what my thoughts were, I just said, okay, Patty, um, you're you're, you're going to be speaking to someone important soon that you're going to be uh, working with. And what are you going to say when they ask you, what are Spirit Life Workshops about? And you just flowed. I'm like, well, that's cool. So I asked you a second and a third question about your ministry and Spirit Life Circles. And so that led to our conversation about the work you had done with the Life First Purpose Statement, my Life First Purpose Statement. And so then we did that on the phone. And and since then, we've been on a journey together. And here we are today talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. So it, it wasn't just the flowing of, uh, you know, paragraphs, was it? It was a flowing of a single sentence. And so I was able to answer your question with one sentence. And I think that was part of the thing that you were like, whoa, how did you do that? Right. So that's actually part of what we're going to be doing today is showing you how to do that on this episode of the pattyej.podbean.com site. There is a worksheet that you may pause this recording and grab real quick, or you can simply take a notebook and have four columns. And in a few minutes, I'm going to share with you uh, the exercise and how to work through those four columns. But I wanted to share first that the goal of this exercise is to give you clarity 
about your destined purpose. When you have a clear purpose statement that you know is grounded in the word of God, that's why we call the life verse purpose statement, then you know that the decisions that you are making are according to God's will and according to your destiny. So that's kind of the point of this exercise. So for anybody who's hoping or wishing that they could have more clarity about what it is that God put them on this planet to be and do, this exercise helps with that. Michelle, any other comments that you want to offer about why you think this is important for us to work through today? Well, absolutely. For me personally, in my walk with the Lord, I have had a a shorter time period of experiences with God and encountering the Lord as I began to hear God's voice. And I can relate to what our common um, mentor, Dr. Mark Verkler, talks about as far as working through the fine-tuning dial Mm. of hearing God. And for me, I had such desire to want to serve God in so many places. And also I found myself in a frustration of not being fully operational or perhaps even exhausting myself in places where that wasn't totally synced with my life purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's often referred to as a, an incubation stage. And it felt like I had been almost cooked in incubation (laughs) and I was ready for something to be birthed. And I think that's a really sense that's a common frustration Mm -hmm. in ministry and to be able to know exactly what your purpose is, is, is my heart's desire. So I'm really grateful you brought me along for this and for the experiences I've had, because I'll admit it has been, it's felt like a wine press and you've been very awesome and loving in that, but it's what I needed and I'm just grateful. So I have my paper and pencil again here. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I so grateful, Michelle, that you've been willing to be the grape in the process. (laughs) And I hope, I hope all the listeners that are on here that are wondering, you know, really, what am I supposed to be doing for the Lord? And who am I really supposed to be for the Lord? I hope that this is for you today. And we're going to go through the process. But one thing I wanted to talk about is the life verse part of this, because some people have a life verse already. They they already know what life verse that is connected to them. My dear friend, Ricky, Van Stewart, who has a broadcast is love. Her life verse, I wish I could remember the reference of it, but it's about um, increasing God and de- decreasing. So it it's the, he must increase and I must decrease first. And everything that she, she does on her podcast is about exalting the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and in your stream of influence. So she knows her verse and she allows her verse to help her make decisions about how it is that she serves the Lord. So some people start with a life verse and uh, and and the life verse itself can inform the four columns that we're going to be working through today. It helps you. It guides you through that process and the Lord himself will too. But others don't know their life verse. And what's cool about this exercise is that I'll show you how to find a life verse after you're finished with your pieces of it. So 
the Lord will guide you to a life verse that you can grab onto and remember, keep in the forefront of your mind. You know, because a mission statement, most organizational mission statements can be long, dusty paragraphs of something that people have no idea what they are and they and they just like put them in a drawer, they go through this exercise, they put them in the drawer and they don't change anything. That's not what this is supposed to be about. This is supposed to guide your life decisions about how it is that you reflect God every single day of your life. So are we ready to do this thing? Yeah. And I just would, if I could share and say, amen, because that's exactly what happened with us. And I discovered that a verse, you know, I've always loved and had a quote favorite verse, which I didn't even share with you at that point, um, which is, you know, the one in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and had, you know, placards all over my house at some point with that scripture. But it's, that was a, a, a word of encouragement for me. But the Lord also told me in that scripture, when I was sitting with him once and, and hearing from God, he said, all I can do all things does not mean that you should do all things, but all those things Mm. that I ask you to do. And I'm like, whoa, that's really good. But even as we went through this process in Matthew 7, 7, I told you that was my life verse that, you know, but it's really my, it's really my hope and my desire for people and message to ask and seek and find. Mm-hmm. But you actually, when you read the one based on the input I'd given you, it was incredible because it brought tears to my eyes and I felt it sink really in my spirit. So I just want to, you know, share that testimony yeah. that you do help people to find that life verse as they share their heart posture for what the Lord has done for them. So, yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, good. And I'm glad. I mean, Michelle and I have been um, working diligently on this. And it's that's one of the reasons that she's on here with me, because she can even share just sort of the ahas that come through the working up of this out. But let's get started. Here are the four elements of this exercise. If you have the the worksheet in front of you, wonderful. If you do not have the worksheet in front of you, then you just want to do four columns. And column number one is the what do you do? It's what and how. And the how is a uniqueness. It's very important. What do you do? And how do you do that uniquely? We are just doing title headers at this point. You don't need to worry about answering the question. The second column says, for whom do you serve? This is a specific target audience. It's not a general statement. It's very specific. We'll work on that in a minute. The third column, you're going to put what is your guiding value? And we're going to talk a lot about what that is and why it's the most important column that we're working on. And the last is what's the desired outcome. Say that as so that this happens. What do you want to change in somebody as a result of what it is that you are offering to them. Those are the four columns. Now, this exercise is worked through with the Lord, and the Lord is not a linear God, so he's not going to necessarily work on these columns in this order. The reason they are in this order is because when when it's all said and done, it helps you make a sentence easier out of it. 
So that is why they are in this order. But the Lord himself knows if you try to do this exercise in your head, it's harder. Okay. Here are some mistakes that people tend to make. They want everything. They want to do everything for everyone. (laughs) It's like, so it's harder to figure out who you are sometime, who, who you're called to serve. Allow the Lord to show you who he's breaking your heart for. And it's also very hard to choose a key guiding value because people throw values into every column. <laughs> this is one of the things they do best. They throw the values into every column. But we're, but the Lord knows. The Lord knows how to help you do this. So do it with him. Don't do it in your head and don't do it apart uh, from him. Any other thing you want to add to that? What I just said, Michelle? Just the megaphone for the who is God breaking your heart for? Mm-hmm. That should create and difference. You know, we've talked about our difference with how the Lord speaks to us and, and, and experiences, which is just beautiful. Now we, you know, the discussions for me, I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I get a picture or a glimpse of something sometimes. So I just would invite vision into this experience as well. Outstanding. Yes. Outstanding comment. Right. So we're not necessarily, we're letting the Lord reveal in his way, in his way, what he has for each of these columns. Okay. So what you're looking for is not sentences or phrases, but what you're looking for is key, powerful words. I call them umbrella words. So when you brainstorm, you're throwing out every possible word that could describe something that each of the columns, what do you do? And how do you do that differently? How is the Lord using the unique fragrance of you differently than anybody else? That's important because you don't want your statement to sound like something that every minister does or every, you know, every Christian does. It's It's got to be specific. So one column at a time. So what you're looking for in the what, how column is you're going to brainstorm out words of things that you do. You Are you coaching? Are you teaching? Are you mentoring? Are you discipling? Are you power? Are you lifting? Are you, what are you doing? And then have the Lord highlight for you one column at a time, the one that speaks. Now, the thesaurus is a wonderful tool for having you go, well, I like this word, but what's another way to say it? And, and just sort of working through that, some of that stuff until you get a creative way, you know, you get that, I know what, I know what I am. And I know why I do that, how I do it differently. And so this the second column is for whom, and there must be boundaries in here. You can't just say everyone, because guess what? You weren't called to serve everyone. Who are you called to serve? And the way to find that out, and I love that Michelle mentioned vision, have God show you. Some people's heart breaks for countries, some for a type of person, an addiction type of uh, need person or poverty or elderly or children or, you know, whatever. But they and and your circle of influence could just be in your own extended family, or it could be your city, your nation, many nations. 
if he's called you to be a, a missionary or a podcaster reaching people across. So who, for whom, and what what specific audience? Is it the unsaved? Is it the is it the hungry? Is it the, you know, who is it? You know, it's interesting sometimes the ideal audience is the younger version of you. So if you had a struggle with a sin or addiction or unforgiveness or something, and you have been healed by that, you've moved on, and then the Lord breaks your heart for people who are still stuck there. That specific audience may be your target audience. And I know I saw that a lot when I was working in mental health, where nearly every drug and alcohol counselor was a former addict. And so the Lord used that in their lives to make that the audience that he wanted them to serve. So if you happen to notice people that are struggling with the thing that you used to struggle with, you might be saying to yourself, boy, I wish I had somebody to help me when I was going through this. And that someone for them might be you. The more specific, the better, because the Lord has gifted everybody. You don't want to be taking on somebody else's job like people do in churches, right, Michelle, where where they go, oh, if it's not me doing this, that, and the other thing, nobody would do it. No, that's not that's not your job to do everybody else's job. <laughs> you want to yeah. really be clear what is what is your audience, right? And to yes. be very specific about that. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you go, oh, I wasn't called to bring the pie Sunday for the, the feed, you know. There's... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'll give the example of my own and and another organizational one just to see how that how what that looks like when we when we throw this together. And I want to spend the most time on honestly on the guiding value and why that's most important. There's a lot of values. Everybody has values. Um, Christians and service have values. You know, you value the love of God. You value the glory of God. You value, you could value freedom. You could value a a bunch of things. You want to make sure that you're choosing a guiding value that will actually guide. It's called a guiding value because it helps you make decisions about exactly how you're going to serve and who you're going to serve and for what end result you're going to serve. So the end result, the so that column is the way for you to know that you're making a difference. And again, visual is great for that. If you ask the Lord, show me myself making a difference in exactly the way you've created me. Show me myself making a difference. You have a glimpse of that. But if the guiding value is not connected with everything, that is the what and the who you you serve, and the outcome that you're going, if the guiding value doesn't make sense with it, and I like to describe that as a pull toy, where you imagine a string that you pull and then the arms and legs go up in sync. If it's not all connected, it's not correct. So for example, I would do a lot of uh, work with nonprofit faith-based organizations that would say that their value was related to you know meeting their service need and then their outcome was was money related right okay wait if that doesn't that isn't the pull toy that isn't because if you're if you're really measuring finances 
then you're not then your value of love and service gets washed away by the money doesn't it so you've got to make sure that there is a consistency that they make sense these four elements make sense and remember you're looking for words and phrases words so for example um, i like to talk about archetypes so when i use the word architect to you michelle what are some of the things that come to mind? Builder, designer, creator, mm-hmm. uh, structure, mm-hmm. 3D, mm-hmm. Uh, multidimensional, innovative. Yes. All of those things, all of those words fell under the umbrella of the word architect, right? If I say doctor to you, what comes to mind? Support, hopeful, instructional hopefully connected to Jesus. Those are the doctors I like. Um. (laughs) And I think of diagnose. I think that they treat. I think that they heal. I think, right? So there there are a lot of different things that can come from each of these kind of bigger words. So you you look at the patterns in the column and you say, what is the big word that summarizes some of these things? And you can take a word like fishermen, as Jesus did. (laughs) Jesus did this, didn't he? (laughs) He said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. He was talking to them and they they knew what a fisherman did. They knew what it was for. They knew the benefit of a fisherman, the work of a fisherman, right? And he could take that as a outside of, uh, that's a physical realm word that could be applied spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of, part of what we're doing here. So when it's all, when the elements are the way you like them, then they can roll out into a single sentence. You're brainstorming the keywords and phrases, you're just circling the ones that you like, and then you, you make it into a sentence. So here are two examples of a sentence. Lakewood Christian Service Center provides basic needs services. That's a what category that communicates a lot of things, right? What does that communicate to you, Michelle? Food, clothing, bandages, mm-hmm. um, a cot to sleep on, um, right. ideas about jobs. Right, right, right. Okay. For the homeless of Lakewood, Ohio, that's a specific audience, specific audience. It had a geographical boundary and it had a type of person. So that they may live out their true destined purposes, that's the ideal outcome, with restored dignity, guiding value. Now, a lot of people could be housing homeless people without the guiding value of restored dignity. What might that look like, Michelle? Well, that would be empowering and equipping someone with skill sets of how to move up from their current situation. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what the statement applies. But if you do that service, if you, if you are providing basic needs services for homeless without dignity, right. hmm, That looks very different, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, And if I could interject, this was a very powerful lesson I learned when I volunteered, I wanted to experience working in a soup kitchen in Fairbanks, Alaska. And I stood and followed directions and observed. And in one particular incidence, I, as the people were coming through the line, I was picking up stuff to hand to them. 
and the director of the, the the soup kitchen saw me and he said don't do that and i was like oh what you know i was like oh i'm trying to help right and then later he said they only have so many choices available to them because of their circumstances and you took a choice away that's part of their dignity and i'm like it was yeah you're right so it's it's sometimes we think it's one thing but then the whole part of what you said of restoring dignity is giving those people in that situation the opportunity to make choices and then focusing on that population mhm exactly so the kind of services that Lakewood Christian Service Center provided had certain ground rules and conditions to them. Everyone that stayed in that house needed to offer help to everybody in there. So they're gardening, they're cooking, they're shopping, they're babysitting, they're they're serving as they receive service. Yes. And that was a value that they had. And another expectation in that organization was that when people got back on their feet, they would come back, share their stories, their testimonies, yeah. and they would encourage the people that were presently there that they can do that too. And so that organization is an example of how knowing their life verse purpose statement absolutely could guide the decisions they made about how people who had alcohol and drug addiction were not appropriate for them. They had to go to another service first and take care of that before they could. So once dry, they were welcomed back into the service. So, oh, are they not welcoming everybody? On purpose, they're not welcoming everybody because they want to have people in their space that have the the greatest likelihood of coming out of their hole and healed and well. So what verse fits with them? Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, his own master work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we could walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. Can you see how that verse connects with their purpose statement? Yes, absolutely. Workmanship, yeah. that's such a powerful word. I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's a very powerful word. Okay, the second one I just want to share is just mine. And, you know, it could also be said about the Experience Jesus podcast, right? Uh, Dr. Patty Sadala, disciples, born-again believers to live in alignment with God's will by teaching and facilitating biblically-based connections with Jesus so he may transform them into their ideal fruit-bearing destinies. Alignment is my guiding value. I'm teaching people how to live in sync with the Lord. My life verse, as people will know if they listen to me at all, is John 5, 19. So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, the son can do nothing of himself of his own accord, unless it is something he sees the father doing for whatever things the father does, the son in his turn also does in the same way. So my mission is to teach people how to connect with God so he can teach them how to live in sync. That's it in a nutshell, right? And that is so good because that is exactly how you live out your life. Now that I reflect back, 
when we were at the restaurant in Vermilion and the young lady that was waiting on us, we had that, you asked her specifically a question about Jesus. Do you remember that in, in our discussion? No, but what did I say? Well, you know, I think that one of the people said, you know, are you, you know, are you a believer in Christ or something? And your question was, are you a follower of Jesus? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. And and that falls in the same vein of your life purpose statement. It's the language that then flows from God through a person to operate with that uh, authority and with that anointing that he's put upon each person. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's say that you've worked through the columns and you, and you've got your guiding value because that's the most important part, right? We've already said, I mean, it's the, is the uh, rudder to the ship of your life to have a guiding value. It really is. So let's say you don't have a life verse. How was I able to find the verse for Michelle? Um, when Michelle and I were talking this all out, the thing that popped for me in our discussion was the guiding value of discovering the truth. Mm-hmm. And so in discovery, you have to see, don't you? Right. So I looked up verses that said, how do you see? And the Lord led me to a verse that, you know, looked like it fit for what we were talking about. I Ephesians 1, 18. 19, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope in which he has called you the riches of his glory inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us to believe that power is the same as the mighty strength. And so for me, something about what you were working through, Michelle, seemed to be about helping people to to wake up or see the truth of who they are and what they're missing in the Christian life. And that verse says that to me. And, um, and so to find it, I just searched the guiding value in the Bible. That's all it requires. And then there'll be a dozen or a hundred or whatever verses that might pop up. You just go to a, you go to the, the search bar of your computer and you say verses about seeing verses about hope versus about, you know, connection, transformation, whatever the word is that seems to be your guiding value. You go look for verses and then the Lord will pop in your spirit, the one that fits. That's how it works. And then you explore with him past that. What could that mean in terms of how I reflect that? How do I reflect that niche, that life verse purpose statement when I'm in the grocery store? How do I do it as an actual service that I'm providing to other people? How do I do it in with my family? How do I do it? That's that's what this is all about, right? Mm-hmm. And I love when you brought the C up again. It just it continues as you move through the process. And I would just tell people uh, to stick with it. And and if it doesn't happen in one session, just keep going because the Lord has given you lots of nuggets throughout your life that key words are there for you to discover. And as you were saying that I, as far as a prayer that I've been praying, I've been learning the Hebrew uh, alphabet 
and, and understanding that more deeply. And I can remember in a church service actually just singing I in, which is to see the I. Mm. And so that just the Lord just reminded me of that now. So those key words will be punctuated in your spirit mm-hmm. as you move through this and just be patient with it. And it, it may be a longer process for you. It may just pop out. These words will uh, emerge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you can, you know, especially once you've identified the verse itself, just allow that verse to marinate in your heart and allow the Lord yes. to just reveal more and more and so you can begin to see how that verse is intended to become part of who you are, who he created you to be, and how you fit into the tapestry of the kingdom, the overall kingdom plan because of it. And so I, I encourage everyone to really sit with this. And also, I just want to say that if you're a listener here and you're like, I think we need to do this for our church. I think we need to do this with our ministry. That is something that I would be very happy to facilitate. Reach out to me at patty at pattysadala.com. And I would be happy to do that with you because it's a beautiful thing to see these elements worked out and then have the group get that aha together about what they're all about. (laughs) It's um, it's incredible. It's an incredible experience. So, uh, you know, while this can be used for you personally, it's also very, very powerful to do it as a ministry or as a church so that everybody in there can figure out how do I fit into that, too. So um, we will do an experience uh, Jesus encounter after this, which, of course, is working through this worksheet with Jesus. And uh, but right now, I just wanted to to ask Michelle, is there any last things that you want to say before we thank you for coming? And I also want uh, everyone to know that um, I'll have links to connect with Dr. Michelle Kirby at the bottom of this episode. But if you want to share right now uh, what kinds of things they can connect with you about, please do that right now. Absolutely. Yes, I I am a, a prayer coach. I love to work with people uh, who are heartbroken and dissatisfied with where they are and to discover their true Christ identity and to flow from the river of living water. And our ministry is at inallthingsministries.org. But I wanted to say that uh, this came from a conversation later with you, Patty, where the Lord sent me to reading the book of Romans, which I considered as a small graduation present from him because I read it before. And there are some things there were verses that meant a lot to me in Romans, such as in all things, which is is a part of a verse in chapter eight that our ministry is named for. But some of it can get a little difficult for me to read. And so it's like, well, thank you, Lord, like you're ready now. And as I was reading in Romans uh, chapter one, in the first uh, seven verses, I found the template for what you're doing. And oh, called right. me. oh, that's right. I forgot. I <laughs> I called you to tell you that because it was like, did you know that Paul actually revealed the template and his guiding values, which we, whatever impression people may have of Paul, are grace and peace. 
And he repeats that mm -hmm. in every first chapter of every letter that he wrote mm -hmm. in the New Testament. So it's embedded there. It's right there. It's been in your Bible all this time. And the guiding values that he that he had, as well as who he said he was called and set apart to be, as well as so that there are actually continuing on uh, past that verse seven, you'll you go go that hunting and so that hunting and you'll yes. find it there. That's exciting. <laughs> well, yes. And he describes himself as a bondservant and apostle, a bondservant and apostle, which is uh, those those mean that he is a slave a bond servant means a surrendered a fully surrendered person to the lord and an apostle means messenger but it also means leader right so he's sharing the good news as a completely surrendered person grace is not you know unmerited favor it's the power grace is is the power of the holy spirit Mercy represents the love of God. So he is not just saying who he is, he's saying what he is, and his per end result purpose is to advance the kingdom of God. And right. that is what every letter of his book is about. Every letter he's contributed to the, uh, to the New Testament is all about. So um, there's homework for folks to go look through <laughs> after this and uh, find that template. <laughs> yes, thank you for that because I forgot I forgot that that yes, so good. And also I love the so that. I I think the so that um Bible search term is is interesting to see what were the so that's in the Bible because that's the end result desires of the of the heart of God, you know? Right. Right. Well, so good. Well, thank you, Dr. Michelle Kirby, in all things ministry.org. No doubt we will be having other conversations on here. Uh, Dr. Michelle and I are on the Spirit Life Workshops team together, and she's a Spirit Life Circle mentor. So we work together closely all the time, and she has blessed me beyond I can even imagine. So thank you so much for joining us today and stick around for our encounter. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com slash shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. 
So in today's encounter, we're going to ask the Lord Jesus to guide you through the process of the four-column exercise. And he might do this all in one sitting, or he might do it in pieces. But after you spent time playing with the Lord in your special place as a child, he is going to begin with showing you something key about your guiding value. And then he can take it from there. He can show you, use any method, of course, that he knows will connect with your heart. But he's going to begin with helping you understand the guiding value. And then he will take it from there and either shed light on some of the other columns or all of the columns and uh, plant the seed in you of the scripture that he wants you to anchor your life on. So make sure you have your worksheet with you as you have a creative experience with the Lord and then record it in the format of the worksheet and allow the Lord to highlight for you the keywords that would cause you to be able to pull it all together into a single sentence. Take all the time you need, record it all in your journal, and go back and talk to him about this as many times as necessary until you feel like you have a single sentence that connects with a verse that will guide your life. Well, I hope you got some guidance today from the Lord, some clarity about your destined purpose, your calling, the kind of kingdom impact, the kind of person that he wants you to influence, and the kinds of ways that he'd like to see you do that. And I'm really hoping that you allow this to continue to mold how you look at the world and especially the guiding value piece, how you approach decision-making in your life. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.